Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Today on the State of Ukraine, how a common greeting has become an opening to share the trauma of war. I'm Greg Dixon. There are many ways to measure the devastation of war. Lives lost, homes destroyed, families who have become refugees. But trauma is harder to measure, and Ukraine is experiencing a mental health crisis, as men and women, young and old, soldiers and civilians are all trying to cope. Here's NPR's Greg Myrie in Kyiv. How are you? In Ukraine, this simple question is much more than a casual conversation starter. It's an invitation to express how you're coping with the war. This question become like a form of love, act of love, and we ask about it because we understand that it's like a part of our inner therapy. Helena Haleba is a curator of a large art exhibit featuring scores of works created by Ukrainians since the full-scale Russian invasion 18 months ago. The paintings, sketches, sculpture, and video are on display at Ukrainian House, a sprawling cultural center in Kyiv. The exhibit, called How Are You?, goes well beyond art. It wants visitors thinking and talking about their mental health. Haleba reads words she wrote, which are on the wall at the exhibit. We have changed and adapted to the realities of the war. Psychologists say that this is required to accept the current reality of war because remaining in constant tension and states of shock and stress is counterproductive in the long run. The wife of President Volodymyr Zelensky, Olena Zelenska, leads this national How Are You campaign. She talked about it in a recent podcast. She says the tone of the program is kind and friendly, not paternalistic. This is important, she notes, because some Ukrainians are very wary of raising mental health issues. This can be traced directly to the Soviet era, when the government often claimed political dissidents had psychiatric problems and locked them up in mental institutions. More Ukrainians are seeking help, says psychologist Oksana Korolovich. She adds that many therapists, like herself, are being overwhelmed with requests for treatment. And for Korolovich, the war's trauma is personal. She lost her husband to a Russian missile strike last year, just days after he joined the military. Ukrainians have been living in a permanent state of bereavement. When I was experiencing bereavement, I lived through the experience with other widows who also lost their husbands. She's also been surprised by the way the war has generated responses she did not expect. Anecdotally, she says, more married patients are now coming to her saying they want a divorce. Also, some Ukrainians have been emboldened by the way the country has responded to the invasion. In some cases, they've shaken off past feelings of helplessness. We are learning how to get out of this position as a victim. We are learning how to ask for help. 
a recently formed Ukrainian company called Anima is trying to nudge this process forward. Roman Havrish is a co-founder. Uh, I just wanted to uh, to bring it uh, to wider uh, public uh, to diagnose depression and anxiety as widespread problems. Havrish and his business partner, neuroscientist Serhii Danilov, have created a rapid online test for screening both civilians and soldiers. A person sits in front of a computer as images appear in rapid succession, two at a time, side by side. One image is mundane, an empty chair or a desk. The other is graphic and often disturbing, a malnourished child, a dead body on the battlefield, a cobra about to strike. The sharply contrasting images appear for just a second and then are replaced by two more. By measuring eye movements to the millisecond, the test seeks to determine a person's unguarded reaction. You can't lie with your eyeball. Uh, we, we track it. We have those uh, tiny milliseconds windows where you don't control consciously your eye, and we track it. The test provides a score from 0 to 100. They say the higher the score, the more likely a person may have anxiety or depression. They emphasize this isn't a diagnosis. They compare it to a blood pressure monitor you might use at home. If you consistently get a high reading, you may want to seek treatment. People can Google us uh, easily and uh, come to the platform and test themselves. But we also distribute it through military psychologists and hospitals that are working with military personnel to help them diagnose incoming patients. The two founders of the project cite one battalion that used the test for several months to screen troops. During this time, 40 of the 600 soldiers were temporarily taken out of combat roles. Most returned after several days, though a few were reassigned to non-combat positions. This is just one of several approaches. Dr. Vladislav Sinyahovsky is a military psychiatrist. If we have a quite intensive battle, we understand that we need to make decompression or debriefing for our soldiers. This includes a dozen or so troops in peer-to-peer -peer discussions after the fighting is over. Inside of this group, we are discussing the most traumatic uh, events during battle. We found a lot of confirmation that it's, it's very useful for, for mental health. It's the first step for treatment. Sinyahovsky says preliminary data suggests around 15% of Ukrainian troops suffer from post-traumatic stress, a figure roughly in line with studies of U.S. troops who served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Oksana Korolovich, the psychologist, believes the figure is even higher for Ukraine's civilians. But she also sees some encouraging changes as the war grinds on. Last year, people were asking how to live through the war. Now, people ask about how to live after the war. We already have a sense of victory in our consciousness. Ukrainians, she adds, are learning how to defend borders. They're defending physical borders on the front line of the war and defending personal borders in their own lives. Greg Myrie, NPR News, Kyiv. Thanks for listening to the State of Ukraine from NPR News. See you back here soon. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell and show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capella University. 
With Capella's FlexPath Learning Format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR.